everyone it is dave and jeff it is february 12th 2024 when's football back <laughs> you miss it already i miss it already <laughs> oh my gosh i tell you what the guy who i don't even know if he's a big football fan but i saw him uh, at crypto the other day looking at statues We'll get into that in a second, but it's Alan Taylor. I'm oh, yeah. Of. He was out there for the Kings big win over Edmonton. He sure was. He's good luck. So good luck, Alan. Wants to help you out as well. I mean, good luck with the pools. Look, the rain has stopped. It's now a good week. We say, you oh, know yeah. what? It would be nice to have a pool back here. Yeah, it'd be nice. It would be really nice. More than 20 years of building the perfect pool in San Diego. He could build one for you. All you have to do is call, ask about available financing. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. i tell you what, Dave, there's nothing in life more overrated than kids. I I, <laughs> I recommend all of you to enjoy your free time, however you like to spend it, stress relief, however you like to spend it. I would just tell you, take the necessary precautions to avoid having an 18-year memory. Because on Friday, I was fine. Yeah. And then my punk kid shows up. <clears throat> I'm like, dude, go home. No, I'm okay. And now... You tell him, what, what, what do you mean, go home? I, like, send him back to his mom? Yeah. Like, get the hell out of here. What's wrong with you? Uh, what's wrong with me is now I'm stuffed up, coughing, and I only mention it Yeah. because, yes, a tailor-made pool would be great, but what I would love tonight is that uh, side uh, jacuzzi that you can yep. have put in. Yep. Right in the grotto. Man, just sitting there with whoever... Hot thing is on your arm, just sitting there wiping down the vapor rub. I got to get rid of this thing. Come on, turn that heat up. Turn the steam up. Oh, yeah, let's go. Tomorrow would be brand new. Yeah, you would be. But I'm not because I don't have one. I haven't followed my own advice, but you guys should. Get that tailor-made pool. Dave mentioned it. Man, oh, man. Last couple of days, I don't know if you saw, if people follow Casey Alfred from the UT uh, photographer, amazing photographer for the UT. I don't. But he had a picture today taken from the ocean looking into La Jolla. Yeah. Crystal he- clear. And then in the back, you could see the snow cap mountains. You're like, man, oh, man. That's cool. Perfection. Uh, the only thing missing is that tailor-made pool. If you want to see what some of your friends have done, go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on that sponsor page. And then give Alan and Amy a call. And uh, because he got his picture taken with the Gretzky statue the other day. Our celebrity pool is one we haven't done for a long time, maybe ever. Dave, the great Janet Jones. Nice. Remember how great Janet Jones was? Yes. And uh, 1988. And the thing that you love is that she's married Wayne Gretzky. I mean, that's like 35 years they've been married, right? Yeah. And career didn't exactly take off. She didn't have to. She hung out. She's been great. Sure. She would have liked both. That could be. But you know what? Congratulations, because we love her around here. <laughs> I remember uh, Flamingo Kid. Flamingo Kid was one of my yeah. all-time favorite movies with Matt Damon, Matt but, Dillon, or Matt Dillon. God, Matt Dillon, don't pee in the pool, Jeffrey. <laughs> oh my buddies, yeah, he's talking to you. Damn it! But yeah, get that brand new tailor-made pool. Spring is here. That means summer's right around the corner, and you'll be ready like so many of your friends already are. Yeah, I got the cough just like you do. I've had it for like five weeks now. I'm going, depending on what time we get out of here, Yeah, hopefully soon, I'd probably just say goodbye right now. It's not like anything's <laughs> going on. I'm going, uh, my gym has a sauna. Are you I'm gonna, just going to sit in there. And, it up? Yeah. Dude, I cannot shake this thing. To the point where, honestly, I think this week it's finally doctor time. 
Like what really? the hell? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know what the hell's going on. I got the fucking hiccups all oh, of a sudden. Oh my god, you're apart a wreck. Right in front of you. You're a wreck. If you were a racehorse, you'd be named ready for glue. <laughs> That's funny as hell. All right, so you just asked when's football season start again? <laughs> as far as the way it ended, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was one of the best uh, best Super Bowls I've seen. I thought right. it was great. I'm, I mean, I don't like Kansas City. Yeah, I don't either. And but man, that game was enjoyable. The thing, Dave, that as a Niners fan, if you're a Niners fan, yeah. To me, they were every year of the San Diego Chargers, where. It felt for three quarters they were completely in control of that game yeah. and putting no points on the board. And how many times did we see the Chargers do it against fill in the blank on who the opponent is? And I just said uh, to my boys, I was like, dude, they're going to let these guys hang around. And they kept showing the stats, especially coming out in the second half. Kansas City couldn't do anything offensively. But San Francisco didn't put them away. Nope. And Jake Moody... Misses the extra point, gets that blocked. Michigan guy. Stiff. <laughs> and as soon as that happens, you just kind of felt like doors open, momentum changes, right? But but you're right, Dave. From a game standpoint, I really enjoyed it. I thought CBS was terrible. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more. I thought they were terrible. Has, so, has Tony Romo run his course? Jim Nance has run his course. I agree with you. Jim Nance is brutal. Um, the ridiculous pregame show... With Boomer Esiason and Phil Sims. And four other guys? Well, yeah. There's but six people out there. But with Boomer and Phil putting themselves in a Geico commercial. Like, really? And then Bill Cower and James Brown are now in a commercial. Like, dude, pathetic. Complete sellouts. And Romo and Nance down the stretch never telling anybody, hey, if the clock runs out, it's fine. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us... I don't know, just say for me, I'm like, they better score here, right? That's, that's funny to say that. I was like, well, they're going to end the game in a tie, but at the same time. But at that point, San Francisco's up by three. Even my wife, who's, who knows nothing about football, saying, how come no one seems concerned about the clock? Yeah. Yeah. And nobody yeah. says anything. Jesus, fucking hiccups. Yeah. Straight out. It was it was very, very strange. And even the, when McCole Hardman caught the ball, yeah. he said he didn't know what they won the Super Bowl. Mahomes had to tell him right because he threw the ball away i was like oh, dude, you're, you're gonna want that <laughs> yeah yeah we're not it's not hardman it's not the first quarter like we're in overtime yeah, because i heard them say we're starting a brand new game he, oh, like he, oh. he was all confused They're not playing four quarters come on we <laughs> learned yesterday that oz the medalist is full of shit well, not exactly mccall hardman did catch the game winning touchdown pass all right but what he happened didn't name the, the score the 31 21 did he say on there that Hardman would catch the touchdown? No, pass? he says you're going to be in the Super Bowl. And you're going to win it. All right, well, pretty fucking good. Better hey, than you and me. Come on, against the Niners. Give me a thirty-one twenty-one. Oh Jesus! <laughs> How good uh, is Vegas? The I points, loved the, it. The man. point spread was was forty-seven and a half. The week went down to forty-six and a half right before kickoff. Total was forty-seven. I loved everything about that game being in Vegas. I I loved the whole thing. Um, it looked good. Yeah, I mean. It's just, it's really, really funny watching on social media, especially in this town, this old, white, conservative town. Dude, I'm not the biggest Usher fan, but I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, what the hell was that halftime show? Oh, calm down. Yeah, what's it take, huh? 
Why couldn't we just have gotten Eddie Rabbit out there and had a good old fashioned? <laughs> How long's Eddie Rabbit been dead? I don't know. How come no tribute to Toby Keith? This is ridiculous. What, what kind of garbage is this? Dude, you're right. That shit was on social media. All over. It was. I look. I, I don't think I could tell you three Usher songs. The only thing I could tell you in my twenty whatever, however long Usher's yeah. been around, kids always seemed incredibly likable. And you're watching yeah. him yesterday. You're like that guy's really talented, the, man. That's a, moving all around and Alicia Keys comes out and her voice cracked at the very beginning. Did you catch that? No, that was kind of wild too. It was. So look, it, my favorite one was the one in LA a few years ago when it was Snoop and Dr. Dre. I don't know that. how you say that over the one I saw in Atlanta, which was Enrique Iglesias <laughs> and Phil Collins. But all right, <laughs> That was my favorite. The, the Usher one. And I, and I, I don't dislike Usher at all, but the deal is I just didn't think he was the right guy. And, I wasn't a huge fan of yesterday's show, but my son loved it. Yeah. You know, he's like, it was great. But I'm like, that's not why you sit there and watch the Super Bowl. Usually, I mean, you're watching for the game, which was a great game. Overall, I was fine with it. But what I thought was interesting, I did go on Twitter. Yeah. And I saw all these people on Facebook ripping the shit out of Taylor Swift and CBS. And I'm like, and and someone made a great point. I'd give credit to whoever said it. I didn't see this irate when they're showing Jack Nicholson at Laker games. Right. Show them all the time. Yeah. You guys don't say shit. Spike Lee's on all the time when the Knicks yeah. are playing. You guys don't say shit. I mean, I watch the Kings. Will Ferrell's on every night. Yeah. That's uh, the big is, fucking deal. Yeah. I know. I Look, I, I can't stand the Chiefs. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. But they did. She made it there from Japan. Yeah. Kind of cool. <clears throat> I am an Andy Reid fan. You know, I, yeah. I, I find myself a fan of Andy Reid. Do you remember this? Because I heard it from you. But do you remember when Andy Reid was fired from the Eagles and he was coming to do his interviews and he was going to Kansas City, then he was coming to San Diego? Oh, that's right. Remember that? And yeah. Kansas City didn't let him out for that final interview to reach San Diego. But he's interviewing with the Chargers. That was the plan. Uh, my Aunt Maxine has lived in Philadelphia since I was probably 17. And she lived in a community where Andy Reid lived a couple of doors down. Really? And she's known the Reeds, all the kids. That even, you know, all of them. Yeah. And she has told me for years just how he blended into that community was just That's cool. one of the neighbors. And yeah, but Dave, I mean, come on. Watching Pat Mahomes do what he does down on the stretch. He's a winner. Right. Kelsey. Yep. Nowhere. That comes up big. I mean, you go, dude, give him credit. Absolutely. Give him credit. And and the Niners, I mean, you just man, it just shows you when you get those opportunities, uh, you gotta you gotta take advantage of it. But I I just thought, man, Jim Nance, it's time he's got to go. Romo, it's time. Like I I don't know. Romo still has like five years left on that contract. It makes I think eighteen million he a does. year. So just after watching Greg Olson and others that are so good at what they do. And Olson's pissed off. He got demoted. Yeah, because of Tom Brady. Yeah. Man, I'd try to make a move, man. If I was CBS, I'd try to make, I'd try to trade. Dude, I don't disagree with you at all. Romo for Greg Olson. <laughs> Honestly, Romo's not what he was when he first started. There's no. nothing there. He actually ruined the last call of the game. Yeah, talked over it. Yeah, ruined it. If you're yeah. Nance, I don't care what, how much you even like Romo. You have to be going, dude, that was my moment. You fucked me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> thanks, Tony. Um, yeah, completely fucked him over. Okay, so let me ask you, Kyle Shanahan, because everyone's, oh, I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the league. He's a genius, this and that. 
This is now three Super Bowls where he's had the lead and he lost them all. Yeah. He, don't forget, it was the OC when uh, they were up 28-3 to three on the yep. Patriots. Then he was up a few years ago against the Chiefs by 10. Fucking blew yeah. that also. And then yesterday again, he blows it again. If you're, uh, if you're Shanahan, do you look back today and go, why did I get away from the run in the third quarter? Yeah, what are you doing? You completely changed everything. They, they man. And then, but I did like when he got involved in, and I give Romo and Nance credit, we're due. Or down the stretch, and he changed the defense. Steve Wilkes had done a pretty former charger. Yeah. <coughs> and when they said Shanahan got involved there, that was pretty interesting. Look, I think chargers have Harbaugh, but I think there's a lot of teams around the league that would gamble and take Kyle Shanahan. They would. But they, they would. But he's like a lot of guys that have to get that one. And he'll get it yeah, eventually. Or you can manage the Dodgers and fit right in. Yes, he would fit right in. But, I mean, you, you go down to overtime. I mean, your kicker shanks, which changes a lot of different strategies. Of so the one big the thing is there are turnovers on both sides. The one that hurt was the, the punt. Yeah. That was the one that actually equaled points. But the the guy online, I was laughing, who called it a buff punt. The guy didn't. It hit his yeah, the dude's foot. Yeah, but crazy when you see those things, right? Yeah, all those little things. Think, but yeah, it's true. All the preparation over the last two weeks, you aren't preparing for that. And I'll just tell you because it's fun to do for me. All of you that hated the idea of the stadium downtown should have been here. Should have been here. Overhead shots showing Petco Park and and San Diego. Old spaghetti factory. Ah, oh, perfect. The the toothless couple making out at 16th and Imperial. God, everybody loves love around now, especially with Valentine's Day coming out. Shout out to Midget Bubs. And, uh, and instead, it's not because we got a bunch of morons that thought Mission Valley and, and killed it. So there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Good nice. for you guys. But I, I loved it in Vegas. David loved every part of it. And, I mean, today, Vegas did what everybody does. And you and I know because we've done enough Radio Rose and we've been lucky enough. Uh, David and I are going to share because $9,000, a lot of you don't have the opportunity or will never have the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. But what's weird is that you have two friends, Dave and Jeff. Who've attended the Super Bowl? Dave, how yep. many have you gone to? Five. Actually in the game at five? Three in the game. I've been to three in the game as yep. well. So what Dave and I are going to do tonight. thing is we could have gone to all of them. We just, by the end of the week, you're so tired. You just want to go home and watch it at home. Well, and I'll tell you why for mine, but in a second. But look, you don't, we, I think Dave sent me a message today. Dave, I don't remember the number. I think you said it was somewhere around 42, 43 emails that had come in at DaveAndJeffShow.com. I don't even know how to access the emails, so kudos to you. But 42 emails came in of saying, hey, guys, in so many different ways, we try to live our life through you guys. I'm like, who are you telling? <laughs> Please, if you could, could you share your Super Bowl experience? Take us there. Take us in with your amazing ability, almost as good as Ken Levine, at painting a picture. Dave, what was the first actual Super Bowl? My first one was Super Bowl 30. Uh, 
That was Cowboys Steelers in Arizona. In Arizona, did you attend one prior to that, or should no. I start with Super Bowl Thirty? Start Super Bowl Thirty. Mine was Super Bowl Thirty Two. Okay, so my first one was Super Bowl Thirty in Phoenix. Yeah. The funny thing about this is I put it on Instagram. How crazy life has changed, and Dave will confirm this. To get into the Super Bowl, you were just given a paper credential. Yeah. That said, mine said auxiliary press box, Northwest stands. And it was at ASU Stadium. Uh, as mentioned, Cowboys with Aikman. Barry Switzer was the coach. Emmett, Michael Irvin. Larry Brown won MVP. Yeah, against Bill Cower, Neil O'Donnell, Kevin Green, Greg Lloyd. Yep. Big Rod Woodson's on that team. Pretty good matchup. So I was sitting uh, in the end zone for that game. Uh, away from the scoreboard, probably... 17 rows up. <clears throat> Larry Brown, interception coming right at me. And what was very, very fun was Vince Cellini and Fred Hickman were like right next to me. Yeah. And so you're there. When you go in, they give you a seat cushion. Yeah. And inside of the seat cushion, you get a game program. They gave you a box lunch. Yeah. Right, chicken. Yeah, it's like it's like a it was like a chicken breast and like an apple and crackers or some shit. Yeah, and one of those. Who's that guy? It's not Otis Sistrunk. Who's that chocolate chip cookie guy? Yeah, you know the uh, guy I mean. Uh, yeah, famous okay. Amos. Yeah, you get one of those, and uh, you're just sitting there and game program. Yeah, and then in a little box, they give you a transistor radio. That's right. That never works. That's right. And there's like five channels and channel one is supposed to be the Cowboys feed. Channel two is supposed to be the Steelers feed. Channel three is the TV feed. Channel four is the national radio feed. And channel five is the Spanish feed. That's correct. Right? That's correct. And you get excited. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> and the only thing I remember about that <laughs> yeah. is a woman that they used to call the fabulous sports babe. Yep was coming in and made her way. And she was on ESPN at the time. She was. You were a big Hartford Whalers fan. And she was about 15 rows behind me. Yeah. That was the only thing I remember. Um, I don't have any real post-game memories. I just went down to the different podiums. <coughs> but that was Super Bowl thirty. Incredibly exciting to be there. And that was my first one of the three. Pretty good seat. Uh, yeah. Super Bowl 32 was here. Who'd you see? It was uh, Green Bay and the Denver Broncos. Oh. So when John Elway finally won. Yeah. Know, 360 got hit. Terrell Davis had the migraine. Yeah. And my seat was exactly about where you said at Jack Murphy Stadium. In the end zone? In the end zone. Uh, far on the end zone, far away from the big giant scoreboard. And the guy next to me was a Packers fan. He was a fan. It wasn't a media guy. Weird. And he told me he literally spent everything he had, gambled it on that game. Oh, my gosh. And he said, uh, he goes, I'm going to win big. <laughs> and then remember the Packers are favored by 14. Yeah. They were defending champs. They won the year before against the Patriots and they lost. And that dude just started crying in the seat next to me. Like, oh, like literally he's like, I don't know. I'm going to get home. Did you ask him for like his game program or anything? Like, hey, you don't <laughs> want this. He was, dude, it was it was cool as shit. Yeah. But I felt bad for him. But he's like, I don't know. I'm going to get home. He was, he, oh. was, he was devastated. 
Do you still have your credential I, or any of that stuff? I'm sure I have the credential. I know I, I kept everything, but I have the cushion. The cushion. But the other thing that they gave us, now, did you get one here? You would go in, and I still have mine from Super Bowl Thirty. It, they gave you a computer bag. Yeah, I do have it. And mine was, for that game, it was green canvas. Like the ugliest green yeah. canvas. I got a navy blue one. And then it had a leather football in the middle with the Super Bowl logo. Yeah, I got all that. Yeah, pretty cool, right? Yeah, okay. I got all that. So Dave's at Super Bowl 32. My next one is Super Bowl. Did you go to? I, next one I went to was 34 in Atlanta. Yeah, the, oh, God dang it. I think it was Super Bowl 36. Okay, so I'll go Super Bowl 34 because I was 34 and 35. Yeah. 35 was for the show. Super Bowl 34 was in Atlanta. Titans and Rams. Yeah. Now, the only reason why I was interested in going to that one is one of my best friends lives in Atlanta. So I... I couldn't care less about the Titans. I couldn't care less about the Rams. I didn't really have any interest in going down there. Dave was Which is funny as fuck because both your kids are Rams and Titans. Yeah. Fans. Um, Dave wasn't going to go, and we were the night show. Yeah. So you're pretty much. We did that show from WSB in Atlanta, but I'm just. I'm basically because everybody else, Sean and Julie, they're all doing mornings. Yeah. So everybody leaves and. <coughs> And I'm just kind of stuck there. Miserable winter storm yeah. in Atlanta the entire week. My seat in the Georgia Dome, I literally was in the absolute back row. Oh, wow. The back row really of the stadium. You around here. Yeah. Uh, that halftime show. Oh, the halftime show in uh, Phoenix was Diana Ross, who came in in a helicopter. Pretty outstanding. The halftime show in Atlanta was Enrique Iglesias and Christina Aguilera and Phil Collins. Absolute horseshit. <laughs> so through three quarters of this game, in the back row, sitting with 20 people I don't know, for two teams I don't know, yeah. there's nothing going on. I get a message from my friend, and I'm flying home. This is Sunday. I'm flying home Tuesday. Yeah. Winter storm. Roads have been shut down. She says, hey, I made it into town. I'm at XYZ Sports Bar. So after the third quarter, I'm like, well, I'm going to fuck out of here. It was 16 nothing at the half, Rams. Yeah. So after the third quarter, I leave. She and I go. We catch up. And that ends up being the Kevin Dyson Play, right? Tackled at the one-yard line, yep. But honestly, people look at it and go, oh, man, you left that game. But it was now I left from being in the back row next to 20 people that I didn't know. I'm with somebody who's one of my best friends to this day, Dave Unor. Yeah. And we're in this sports bar, and now everybody's going crazy. And it actually, it sounds weird to say it, but it felt like more fun because I had the memory with her. She yesterday I go, what'd you do during the Super Bowl? She goes, I read my book. Christ. Ah, for fuck's sake. But the crazy thing about that, and Dave remembers this, I just said I couldn't get out until Tuesday. I get up Monday morning and I come out, Julie and Sean, everybody's going home. And I come out of my hotel and there's a tow truck taking a limousine, towing it away. 
I'm like, oh man, that's weird. Well, it turned out it was the Ray Lewis yeah. limousine. Yeah, the murder Be- scene. Because I was three blocks from the murder. I'm the only guy left. <clears throat> Dave and I are on KFMB. I go into WSB, talking to the news director, and he says, Ray Lewis is going to jail forever. And I said, what? And he said, Jeff, the last time we had a major event in this town, we had so much egg on our face because of the Richard Jewell situation. 1996. Yeah. He said, it's not happening again. Ray Lewis, he goes, I'm telling you. And I said, can I go on the air with that? He goes, yeah, absolutely. Go so ahead. I'm the only guy Dude, still there. reported the news wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we said... If you remember, we said what we're being told at WSB. Yeah, you, did. you said it just like you said on the air right now. Yeah. I'm just telling you from people here. Yeah. Well, now we've learned if you're going to commit a crime, do it in Atlanta. Do it in Atlanta. It's easy. And then finally, uh, Super Bowl 35 the next year, the last one I actually attended in Tampa, it was the Giants and Ravens. Yep. Halftime was Britney Spears, Aerosmith, NSYNC. I had insane seats, yeah. uh, like field level, 30-yard line, about 25 rows back. The guy next to me leaves, yeah. had to catch a flight, but my brother was down there with me, and I was able to get my brother into the Super Bowl. And yeah. we've got pictures on the field with me, my brother, Jay Moore, the Raven, and ironically, Ray Lewis is being handed the MVP, MVP trophy. trophy. You got a tattoo that week, too. Uh, that's where I got my tattoo in Ybor City, but... Dave, you said we've had the opportunity in Phoenix and San Francisco, but I always told you, I told our boss, um, the last one I'll ever attend is the one with my brother, unless I get the chance to take my kids. But, but being on the field with my brother was incredible and just watching all that and kind of laughing with him yesterday, seeing it because he works in finance. He never had that chance, but it just shows you the difference in security and everything else. So that was 35. So those are my three. What was your next? What was the, what was, um, what year was that one? The one in... Uh, that was right before... The next one was 2002. So that would have been 2001 because 2002, okay. we didn't go. It was in New Orleans. The reason I asked that question was the one I went to, the next one was... Uh, it was it was Raiders, Buccaneers here, but it was after 9-11. Yeah. And the security was insane. Right. Well, the so next one get in. we were scheduled to go to was in New Orleans. Yeah. Which I believe was Rams Patriots. Yeah, that's right. But we didn't go... Because everything got delayed because 9-11. Yeah. And we went to the NHL All-Star Game in L.A. because it was the first time the Miracle on Ice cool. team got everybody back together. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good time. And we were up there for that. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, but then the next year was back here in San Diego, which would have been January of 2003. Yeah. Raiders Tampa. Yeah. The Well, the, the Raiders Tampa won 2002 season. Remember, the Raiders yep. were great. They let John Gruden go to the Buccaneers. They traded him away. Bill and, Callahan changes nothing. Yeah. And, including the cadence and the ri- calls. Absolutely ridiculous. But that whole week here, because I was working with ESPN at the time, and I remember where it set up, uh, I was like taking care of Dan Patrick and, and Dibble. Uh, Rob Dibble. Remember? Rob Dibble, Seaport Village, was, right? Yeah. Rob Dibble's like breaking chairs because he was so big. He was like, overweight and his breaking chairs. Not overweight, but he's yeah. a big dude. And I remember we'd go down to the different events and I'd see Costa. And Costa, yeah. you and me, huge Raider fans. Yeah. And the whole week, Costa and I are just looking at each other like we're a few days away from oh, our fuck. destiny. I like, this it. is going to be the greatest. We should have known, right? 
I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Until Barrett Robbins. And so <laughs> I've never been more sure of anything in my life that the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl. It was and, Brad Johnson and, and Cost, Rich Gannon. Yeah. Like, come on. Cost and I were like celebrating every time we saw each other. Like yeah. just the, the championship, you know, grin that we had the whole yeah. week. And I remember this is before Reggie Bush was even, you know, Reggie Bush, but he was famous here in San Diego. Yep. So Reggie Bush got passes to everything. Everywhere we went, Reggie Bush was walking around. He's a student at Helix. And he's sitting there basically on the field. And, and it was weird. All these NFL players knew who Reggie Bush was. They've seen his high school tape. Wow. And that was, the whole thing was crazy. But I just remember looking at Costa going, can you believe it? We're yeah. going we're gonna to watch this shit in person. This is going to be better than 1984 when they wouldn't beat yeah. the Redskins 38 to 9. And, uh, you know, quickly, I find my seat, as you said, about the same place as before. And right next to me is Andy Rooney oh, from God. 60 Minutes. Andy Rooney's 100, but he's a huge football fan. Yeah. And in my head, I'm going, dude, this is kind of cool. My parents always watch 60 Minutes. Yeah. As a kid, I really didn't watch 60 Minutes, but I, I'd come in the room, you know, when Andy Rooney's on, because all he did was complain like a motherfucker. Yeah. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm sitting yeah. next to Andy Rooney. And, dude, I don't do impressions. Even on this show, I don't do impressions. But for some reason, I started doing Andy Rooney impressions. Like the walking commercial. Yeah, yesterday. like Chris, I was, that was me. Yeah. And he looked at me, <laughs> dude, and he just goes, you think you're the first person to do an impression of me? He goes, let me tell you, it's been done a thousand times, and everyone's been better than you. Wow, come on, Andy. And I just went, all right, fuck it. Right, I was like, it. he's right, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this game. Yeah. And you realize quickly it is not going to go our way. No. Barrett Robbins is the starting center for the Raiders. He's not there. Throws everything off. Well, dude, the girl I dated before I married Rita, her best friend was married to Barrett Robbins. Oh, my God. So I called the girl. I go, what the fuck's going on? And yeah. she told me. Right now, he's bipolar. They think he's having an episode. We think he's in Mexico. Remember all that? Remember, he was in Mexico celebrating. He thought they won the Super Bowl. Dude. And um, he, starting center, all pro. Doesn't fucking show up. It'd be like if Trent Williams didn't show up yeah. to the fucking 49ers. And then you're going, what the hell's happening? But I was the only one that had the story, and I couldn't repeat it because right. it came right from the wife. And... Uh, Raiders get the shit kicked out of them. John Gruden and the Bucks knew every play Bill that was Callahan coming. didn't change anything. What a dope. What a fucking dope. Doesn't change the audibles. Oh, my God, dude. And so <clears throat> it, it's a nightmare. And because of 9-11, I couldn't even leave. I was stuck. I yeah. was a prisoner in the stadium. I couldn't pull the move you did at halftime of leaving. Once you were in, you were stuck in yeah. because of security. And uh, the game's over, and they have the cushion, and Andy Rooney cannot... Figure out how to get the fucking cushion off his seat because it's tied underneath. Yeah, that's right. Remember that? Yeah. The Velcro, the fuck out of the thing underneath. And I'm, and I'm devastated. And finally, I just look at him. I go, you ever just want the seat cushion? Oh, <laughs> and you can't figure out how to get it off your seat. And he's like, fuck off. Good. a <laughs> boy, Andy. <laughs> he literally either told me to go fuck myself or fuck off. Good. Why don't you just help a guy? I did. I got it out for him. Yeah. But he just... <laughs> Yeah, he was. I'm not kidding. Guy's like a hundred. I mean, look at the guy from the movie Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he just no time but to say just fuck off already. I was I was thinking about it. Yes. Well, what was yeah. your third one? I can't remember. As you're talking, I'm trying to think. What the fuck was the third one? I knew I went to two that I left early. I, we went to maybe more than two. We left early. We left the David Tyree. Uh, the, Three the, of them. Yeah, we left the helmet catch early. 
Yeah, then uh, back to Phoenix we la- for 49 we and the, San Francisco for 50. The, Patri- the Patriots-Seahawks game, we left early. Uh-huh. And we left the, the Broncos-Panthers early. Yeah. I can't remember. Maybe I didn't go into three of them. Maybe I, I just left three of them. Yeah, we did those. Yeah. Um, but we had tickets for all of them. We could have gone yeah. in for all of them, but we said, fuck it, we're going home. Yeah, because my kids were young, and I just wanted to get home and hang out. Yeah. Fun. And that was that, but... Yeah, yeah, David Tyree's thing would have been cool to say we saw in person. That would have been. Yeah. Um, Jack and Kate at that point. We were in that stadium, though, interviewing people. Remember? Yeah, Kevin Gilbride. That's right. We were in the stadium. Though, and we were on the guests. sideline. Yeah. We said, fuck it, and left the game. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and, you know, Dave, the one on that that makes me look back, and I'm kind of glad we didn't, was for Junior and Rodney. Yeah. Because Rodney got his. Yeah. Um, Junior didn't get his, but he was going for it. Yeah. Um, Look, I saw a lot of people crying the blues about Antonio Gates. Hey, man, welcome to our world. He's a PED guy. Dude, that's exactly what I've said. We've said it for years. And people keep, oh, this is ridiculous. Are you guys forgetting the fact he was a PED guy in in 2015? We we call this. We say this is going to hold him out of the Hall of Fame on the first try. And it's impacted Rodney Harrison, who should 100% be in the Hall of Fame. And I get it, Antonio's yeah. record, but he's a PED guy. Exactly and for right. everybody locally to ignore that part of it. Including Nick. Yeah. Eric Allen, I get, because I don't I don't ever remember Eric Allen being attached to anything other than his successful career. And Eric Allen not getting in is a bit ridiculous, but hopefully that gets resolved moving forward. I do love the fact Eric Allen knocked the shit out of Costa in high school. Do you remember yeah. that? But dude, what a player and what a has been nothing but a champion on the field and off the yes. field. And so, but Antonio Gates, dude, it's, it's, it's it, it is what it is. It is what it is. What it is. And, and if you're crying the blues about Antonio Gates today, okay, then you should be crying yeah. the blues about Barry Bonds and Palmero. Exactly right. Because you can't have it both ways. Exactly right. Yeah. He's a PED guy. Now, did that make that big a difference on his career? Boy, it's hard to believe, but I'd say the same thing for Barry Bonds. Yeah, well, the difference is that Gates actually got caught. Yeah. Bonds actually never got caught. Yeah. It, so yeah, it, it, it is funny. Paul Rudy said the same thing to me. He goes, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. I go, no, it's not. We expected it. You yeah. and I expected it. Yeah. doesn't we, matter he was a four-time All-Pro and eight-time Pro If Bowl. you assholes would have listened to anything we listened. told you, God, you would have been so much smarter. What time are these guys off and what time's J.D. Hayworth on? Okay. Well, where'd that get you, huh? Dipshit. Oh, I think we were the ones who... No, no, no. Let me let you in on this secret, too. There's never been a day where Dave and I have stolen any material from anyone. (laughs) 95% of the time, we're wrong, and it's on nobody but us. That's true. You're not going to hear about that, okay? But the... 3.3% 3.3% when we are actually right. See Antonio Gates, see the Chargers. Oh, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it in your goddamn sleep. And as Herb Brooks said, you're going to take it to your fucking grave. Dude, I did use that on high school kids. It's great. I did it. Kyle Shanahan could have done it. Think about any coach. Mike Shelton will never do it. Yeah. I, I would do it every coach. You blow this game and you're going to take it to your grave. You'll take it to your fucking grave. That's Mike Ruzioni. Yeah. Next time you see him. 
I used it and I credited her Brooks. And then after I said it, the look on those kids' faces were like, what the fuck? Oh, well, then they maybe they should do something other than play for the Barons. And then and then I doubled down. Yeah. And uh, maybe they should go play pickleball. And then I made it worse. I go, you know what drives me crazy is when I'm standing there coaching third base and your friend's coming up to bat and one of you guys yells in the dugout, come on, Timmy, nobody better. Bullshit. You know how many kids are better yeah. than Timmy? Yeah. The reason why Timmy's batting eighth. Because there's seven guys better. And they're like, what? Yeah. I was like, forget it. This isn't Greece. Anyone else have anything to say? Yeah. <laughs> that would Brooks thing to not work. Well, that's because your team's soft. Oh, damn. Would have worked at, I guarantee it would have worked at Eastlake. <laughs> hey, Dave, shout out to our friend Anthony. Yes. Anthony. How about that? Reached out today. And invited you and I to his college graduation. Pretty cool. I don't know why these colleges all schedule graduations now for Tuesday during the week. Yeah. But unfortunately, right when that date is happening at the end of this month is like the craziest time for us. And unfortunately, I can't attend. But I know you felt the same way. Two things. Incredibly proud of any of our friends. We had it last year with our, our silly friend, Erica Midget Bubs who got her master's yeah and congratulations to anthony graduating with a degree coming up at the end of the month man when you pursue your education and you're successful and you graduate is fantastic but the idea that both of those were nice enough to invite us uh, meant the world to me yeah so i i apologized to him and said i'm sorry i can't make it but i'm incredibly proud of him congratulations uh from you and i for uh Completing your goal. Yeah, you know what? He, um, good kid and, uh, you know, very, very excited for him. I told him it's actually opening day for us. We play RBV that day. I'm on, on that the way Tuesday. In, in Vista. But he's, um, oh, God dang, man. It's, it's funny. Anthony's a guy that listens to the show. and, and But it, it was really cool that you saw him first when um, when Joe was here. Yeah, he came out and, and was out at uh, yeah. Jamaica Lacrosse. And I had no idea he was a fan of the show, but... We drafted him on our baseball team when he was 10 years old. Oh, my He's God. He's like Little League. And, I'll, you know, number one, a good baseball player, too, is what we knew about Anthony was that his dad had cancer. And, oh, no. And we're going on. That has to be extremely stressful in the home. His dad's still alive. Oh, great. So we we're uh, extremely excited. Uh, I, and, again, it was, it was weird how this world works that you're the one that established a relationship with him and then brought him back into my life like 20 years later. Yeah. He was here yeah. when we did the show in the garage. Yeah. He came out. And uh, and for Anthony, I, I let Joe know, and I said, "Hey, uh, our team Jamaica friend Anthony is graduating. She's thrilled. So, congratulations! I love that stuff, man. As much as the show is ninety nine percent bullshit, <laughs> um, certain things like that. Maybe it's just because as a parent now, yeah, like those guys, uh, those things hit you. But yeah. I just I." was so genuinely uh, touched, and I know you felt the same way, Dave. I, I sincerely appreciate the invite, and, and I wish schedule-wise it worked out because I would have been there in a minute. That's Absolutely. pretty cool. Absolutely. So uh, not going to let it go, but you see your team brought back jerks, jerks and Profar? Yeah, I think the one thing that I have done in the past um, is immediately overreact on moves like that. Like and, in a positive way or negative way? Uh, oh, definitely in a negative okay. way. And I'm not saying that I'm going to overreact in a positive way. Look, if Jerks and Profar ends up being the everyday left fielder, we're in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. 
if he ends up being the fifth outfielder, okay, for a million bucks. You don't have five outfielders. I'm saying if you go out and get a couple more guys and they fill in the blanks, I'll, I'll tell you what really frustrates me in this town is just the blind loyalty that you see from the media because the lack of communicate, I wouldn't say transparency, but, but the lack of communication from the Padres about what the direction is. Yeah. is terrible. We know the TV deal. You're back on MLB. So where do you stand? And the number that they allowed to get out through various sources was the payroll would be about 200 million. Yeah. I think we all would agree that the payroll last year at 260 was incredibly bloated. And I don't think anybody really felt like us. Even if Bally's was here for the next 10 years, hard for me to believe that they could have maintained a payroll of 260. You had to think that was one time and going for it. That was Peter going for it while he was healthy. Uh, when I, I can't confirm it, but I wouldn't argue it. But when you started here in 200, you know, okay, yeah, that's pretty incredible. Not long ago, Dave and I were doing shows and they were going to do a $50 million payroll. Right sure. now, right now they're at about 141. And just the ease in which people report, yeah, it'll probably come in about 160. Hang on, hang on. What is that? Yes. Where's that coming from? Now, I get it. It's not opening day. And that's Dave Why was saying we've overreacted in the past. Um, there's still plenty of guys out there on the market from Solaire to Montgomery to Bellinger to, to Belt to Fam to uh, Solaire. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. If, if Profar ends up being a guy... It's kind of a weird analogy, but you'll get it. <coughs> My apologies. You ever done like a uh, a baseball or a fantasy football draft where it's been an auction and everybody's given $200 or $260 to build the roster. And as you're kind of going through, you're looking at it, you're kind of stashing a few guys away. But you realize you have about 11 spots to fill. And maybe you're able to get a catcher, or in this case, jerks and profar. And you get him for a million bucks and you go, okay, it's my 25th guy. Fill the spot and I still have X amount of dollars to spend. Well, if that's the mindset and profar coming in for a million <clears throat> opens up their ability to be a little stronger in their pursuit of some of the guys we just talked about, man, I'm all in. Do you believe that's the case? I have no idea because nobody down there talks. Nobody down there gives you any idea of the direction. It feels like we said this before. When Peter passed away, the baton was dropped right in the middle of the lane, right in the middle of the track, and it doesn't feel like there's any urgency from anybody down there to go and pick it up and be the guy. We said this a month ago. The Alexander Hag, I'm in charge. Who's in charge? Where is this guy? The new Eric. The new Eric. Right? So, Dave, I don't know. Pitchers and catchers reported. But, I mean, if you fill it in, 
and you get a couple of guys and, and Profar for a million allowed you the flexibility to go do it, great. If Profar is in left field on opening day, oh boy. It's really weird when you go to like MLB.com and you start looking at other teams' rosters. I don't know yeah. if you do that. I do it all the time. Well, I follow the Twins, and the Twins yeah. have literally done nothing because they just... But how many outfielders are listed on the Twins roster? Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? When you look at the Padres, and before today, it was two. Yeah. Two outfielders listed. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? Right. It was. It's the strangest thing that it's almost Valentine's Day and you have two outfielders listed on your roster. And you're by the way, your team plays first this year. Yeah. You play before everyone else outside of the Dodgers. And, and just this nonchalant attitude that Jackson Merrill can just move to left field. What? Guy's never been higher than double A. Been an infielder. And now you think he can handle the grind of, of 140 games in left field at the major league level? Very, very strange. Holy shit. Very, very, very strange. And what happened to Jake Cronenworth being such a great athlete? Why isn't he the one you're sticking out there? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to see Jake at first base anyway. If you put Jake at least in left field, you're going, okay, whatever numbers he puts up, it's not going to be the numbers we expect from a you know, power hitting first baseman. Because we talk about the mindset that what happened to him because it, w- it was a disaster last year. ESPN's I, power rankings came out today. Pods what, are ranked 16th. Do you think that's a good ranking or you think they're too high, too low? Um, I just looked at it and go, man, times have changed. Yeah. What were they last year? Top top five easily. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, and you had Hader and Snell and, and Juan Soto helps. Yes, sure did. Um, but 16. Yeah. And I think so, that's about where I'd put them in my head. I think that's about where I put them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, based on, yeah, I think so. But, man, 16, how many parades for that? (laughs) And it it just, I'm sorry, Dave, I was just going to say, it just feels like there's two separate timelines. There's a timeline with Xander and Manny, Darvish and Musgrove, Cronenworth, and then there's the other timeline that's Fernando and Ethan Salas, and Jackson Merrill and Lusco and Snelling, uh, yes. to name a few. Yes, where those guys aren't ready to go yet. It feels, dude, where do they intersect? Probably 2026. Oh boy. Yeah, that's the thing is, the, the when you look at the age of the players you have that you're paying all the money to, it, the, it, the ages don't work out outside of Tatis. Yeah. The ages don't work out. My feeling is, honestly, Jeff, that team's broke. And that team right now is in uh, financial despair. They don't know what they're doing. And the guys you're seeing them sign, like for a million dollars a year in Profar, it's ridiculous. Profar, I think it was H.J. Yeah. Preller had it today, where he ranked as like the 22nd worst player since World War II. Jesus. I mean, and honestly, he was the worst <laughs> outfielder in all of baseball last year. Yet, Padre fans, you love him because he wore that uniform. I Call wouldn't go- what it is. He's not a good player. I think when you look at the Padres being broke was the Jeff Morad era. Well, they literally had nothing. I don't put it there. Uh, I don't. I just don't think it's. Anywhere. I think just like you said in your draft, they've spent all their money. It's, well, it's like, that, hey, guess what? We're in round eight. I'm broke, but we have eleven rounds in this thing, fucker. How come you didn't manage it better? That's to be determined. Because, like I said, how long are you going to wait? Well, We're almost there until all the guys are off the board. Dude, there's no way they're going to get Bellinger. Um, but he isn't signed anywhere. 
Yeah, but he's not signing here for a million dollars a year. No, they I got it. Afford Bellinger for twenty something million. Minimum, he's going to get twenty something million. But like, why haven't the Cubs signed him yet? I have no idea why the Giants haven't signed Soler. They've right. been talking to him for weeks. Yeah, like who the fuck the Giants think they are? Yeah, Your fans aren't even showing up to the games anymore. Yeah, and so and the Giants don't have any t- TV issues. Yeah. The Cubs don't have any TV issues. I mean, the guy hit over 30 home runs. Every year he hits over 30 home runs. You're not going to be able to get Jordan Montgomery on a one-year deal. No, you're not. So I, I don't know. But until these guys are actually off the board, um, you're still in. If you're a pro for how pissed are you at Scott Boris? Oh, yeah. I mean, he could be with the same team right now making $6 million more a year. Yeah. I mean, you got your seven. You got yeah. your money last year. So you got your eight. You opted out. And then here you are back with the other team making a million dollars. Well, yeah, but I mean, you opted out in the 22 season uh, or the, the 23 season. There three years left on that? Huh? He only had years? one year done. He only had one year left yeah, on Yeah, he opted deal? out for the final year. And and it was $7 million and it, or 7.5, and he got 7.75 with Colorado. You sure on that? Yeah, huh? I thought it was three years, $21 million. Yeah, but last year was the last year. So he's, he, only, so he's only worth one million. He's horseshit. Your team signed a horseshit guy. Nelson dude, Cruz sounds like a good deal compared to this one. Dude, Will Myers. Will Myers can't even get a million bucks. He sucks. Yeah. But I'm just saying, he's another guy. If you brought him back in a Padre uniform, this, this fucking town would cheese all over themselves. Yeah. So You guys don't know baseball for shit. Hey, why don't you sign one more broken down pitcher? That's fine. We got nine in the stable. Great. All Did you see Otani hit home runs today? It, was, it looked like Mike Trout. Oh, how exciting. Fucking Did he, what, he hit it off the pitching machine? Hey, guess what? He showed up. Not one guy like Hassan Kim who spends his entire offseason in L.A. working out and then shows up to camp, looks around, goes, where yeah. the fuck are the everyday players? Yeah. Do you they see aren't the, showing up. Do you see the second clip of Otani? His elbow in that bucket full of aspirin cream? Hey, <laughs> fucking elbows He's burning. wearing that same brace that J.J. Watt used to wear, but he fucking looks great. Yeah. Till he got home and goes, you fuck, what was I doing? Throwing bullpens, it sounds like a fucking shotgun. When his elbow blows out? <laughs> it's not going to blow out, is it? He's fine. All right, we'll see. We will see. He'll be fine. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, October 15th, when you're like, they gave me another six months, Jesus. and they re-up Kershaw for another three years. That's fine. He had a 2-4-5 ERA last year. In October? Well, October's a whole other story. Oh, okay. He had an arm injury. He had to have surgery as soon as oh, the season wow. was over. He found his but perfect But he's man enough to put through it. You wouldn't even know what October looks like. I do know. It's great. It's Raiders season. <laughs> I just want to say this before we go. Yeah. Kudos to the Raiders for having Fred Bolitnikoff, Jim Plunkett, and Marcus Allen. Nobody, we don't need Joe Montana, who played for both teams yesterday. And was in the stadium. We don't need Larry Zonka or John Elway. When you light the torch, have the three Raiders do it. And the fact that you played the autumn wind while your former Bay Area rival and your division rival, who you kicked the shit of on Christmas Day, are looking around going, what's this? Don't worry about what this is, okay? Don't worry about it. We'll make the decisions around here. All of a sudden, I'm barbecuing, and I go, are they goddamn playing the autumn wind there? The funniest shit ever. Can you imagine the Chargers at the Super Bowl playing San Diego Super Chargers? <laughs> no way. But, but Think about it. That song's retired now. Never coming oh, back. Oh, man. That hurts. Yeah. 
That hurts. Could they have played it if they moved to National City or Chula yeah, Vista? Yeah, of course you could have. Yeah, come on. Could play it, right? Of course you could have. How great would it be if that guy just re-recorded it and moved in L.A.? Just re-recorded it. L.A. fans love it. <laughs> and all you Charger nitwits would just be down here. You did what? That's our song. Fuck you. It's our song. Bike is Moody's now. Get out of here. Fuck you. Fuck you. Get out of here. I smack you right in the face. See that that whole thing going around with Marshawn Lynch yesterday at the Super Bowl? Walking around? I just saw him yeah. walking around. I didn't see what he did. walking around to every 49er fan. 49er fan? Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, Jesus. Dude, everyone who's a Niner fan, said, no one would do anything because of Marshawn no, Lynch. No, it's a Marshawn Lynch. Knock your dick right in the dirt. Go He'll ahead. hurt you. Go ahead and challenge Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, see how that turns out. <laughs> Big mistake. Hey, I want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry is the guy you need to talk to right now when it comes to real estate. Real estate is changing once again in San Diego, changing all over the country. So right now, if you're thinking about, I got to get the hell out of California, or I got to move somewhere else in California, Brian Curry is the guy who's going to get the most for your home. At the same time, he'll put you in the neighborhood of your dreams. Brian Kerr is your guy at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Man, talking to people today about just crime level, crime level that has changed so much in San Diego. There used to be select areas that you knew <coughs> where you'd want to avoid them. And unfortunately, it feels like it's expanded out a little bit. Yeah. Man, if you're a parent her kids before Dave and I fall down <laughs> on the ground dead here. Thanks, Kate Dotson. Uh, all of that comes into the equation, and Brian Curry will help you on that, knowing where is the right area, the, the right schools, the right neighborhoods. So when you're out walking the dog, whether whoever, the kids, the wife, the husband, doesn't matter. Who's ever out in the neighborhood is it safe? Because Brian Curry's in it to help you, not to help him. That's the reason why he's been as successful as he's been for as long as he's been. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Kyle Flugers, you want to talk to when it comes to all your computer and website needs. Make sure you talk to Kyle. He's branched out on his own. We've told you, very proud of him. Mithril Media is doing a great job. Don't forget, your 10% discount if you mention Dave and Jeff sent you. Kyle Flugers, number 619-500-6621, 619 619- 500-6621. One of my favorite things of the weekend, pretty fun weekend, one of my favorite things was the video of this sing-along at Fluke's house. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? That was cool. Yeah, that was just great, man. That was just great. There should be more of that. Just families doing stuff together. Perfect. But, yeah, e-commerce, man, it, it's still out there. How many of you ordered stuff? Did it today, right? All the time. Doesn't matter. Could be cat food, dog food laundry soap everything but what is your website doing and how is it generating money for you if it's not generating the numbers you need that's where kyle fluger can come in and help and make the difference so many of our friends have found out you should be the next one give them a call mention that dave and jeff show for the 10 percent discount there we go here we go how old are they and how much are they worth we're going february 12th okay all right first two aren't with us any longer now this one if you get it i'm gonna be completely shocked okay abraham lincoln Oh, shit. I don't expect to be anywhere close. No. If you're within 50 years, I'm going to be shocked. Dude, that's funny. Okay. Okay, can you tell me how old he was when he died? Oh, that would be good. Okay, I'm going to guess... I think he was younger than we would imagine. I don't know. People don't live very long. No, but I'm saying when you look at him, he looked like he was 80. Dude... 
it's funny when you watch TV shows in the seventies, you're like, how old is that fucker? And you realize yeah. 42, like Lou Grant was like 42. Oh my God. Um, was he 43 when he died? 56. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Uh, God damn. 56. Try to think of when that, I don't even know. So I'll just guess and say that was 19. Oh no, it's back. It's back, dude. You're right. It's back. Um, dude, I'll just guess and say 232. Dude, you did really good, man. 225. Oh shit. That was really good. Shocked. <laughs> dude, I wouldn't have been anywhere close. Then I felt really dumb. I was like, yeah. God, dude, I don't dude, know. I loved for it. Shit. He was, that was my guy when I was a kid. Dude, the money, that is great. 60,000. Close, 85,000. Wow. Yep, time of death, 85,000. Dude, and I can't think of anything worse. You commit to the country and you leave behind the hottest thing on the planet, Mary Todd Lincoln. Oh, boy. Whoo! <laughs> Yowza! Jesus. What? <laughs> All right, next one. He he passed away just a couple years ago. It's Bill Russell. Oh, that's a good one, too. Bill Russell, 91. 90. 90. Uh, say 14 million. Close, only $10 million. Let's okay. say only, but $10 million. Okay. Last one, underrated actor right here. The certain actors you look at, like a Paul Giamatti. Dude, so good Hoffman. on Stern show the other day. He was good. You go, man, those guys are really good in everything they do. Yeah. And uh, you don't watch Billions, but Paul Giamatti was great in Billions. I love I got to watch that show. Here for me, underrated actor, Josh Brolin. Oh, yeah, I like Josh Brolin. He was great in Milk. Did You saw Milk? Yeah. He was Dan White. Great in a bunch of things. I'll say uh, 58. 56. Okay. Um, don't go to the play, Josh. I'll say $65 million. $45 million. All right. All right, here we go. Five random questions put together by Josh. The first one's a two-part question. Okay. Who's your mo modern crush, and could you be with her if she had little or no control of her bowel movements? Dude, come on. She's well, out the door. doesn't matter how hot she is. I'm not going to answer part B. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, can you date a girl with stomach issues? No. Yeah, I know you couldn't. Um, Was it Andrew Dickinson? You'd say no. Ah, oh, I'd figure out something. <laughs> I'd figure out something. Um, I had a good one the other day. We had a good one. Somebody dropped on us the other day. I can't think of who it was. Oh, man, it was a great one. It wasn't Charlene Tilton, was it? No. Um, I mean, it wasn't. Like Cindy Crawford, but it was kind of like that. Um, so ignore part two for Christ. Okay, sake. Well, give me, fine. You, fine. Give me Go part ahead. one. Who's your, who's your modern day crush? Modern day crush. Right now, it's got to be. Oh, there's got to be somebody right there that I'm not. Who do you have, dude? I have no one. That's just really bothering me. Like, yeah. I always had one. Yeah, I, my entire life, I always had one. There's no one that stands out. I will say the other day, something really cool happened to me, is uh, I defended Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah, that's And Alyssa good. Milano wrote on Instagram she loved me. Oh, that's nice. That was cool. That was pretty cool. Who would have thought that would have ever happened? Yeah. That's really nice. Every now and then, you just, uh, 
you get a text message, right? Yeah. And yesterday, there's just 90 different things going on. And I'm just trying to grill and timing got screwed up and you don't want to miss the game. It turned out to be fine. What were you grilling? Uh, yesterday, we grilled brats, burgers. Um, we're grilling chicken. Uh, That's a lot of food. Tomorrow night. Oh, okay. But we did brats, burgers, corn on the cob. Okay. Really good. My ex makes insane guacamole. It's so fun. There's just the four of us hanging out. But, uh, yeah, you're just kind of sitting there. It's not a big deal. Like, you're just kind of like, ah, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> and then uh, you just get a real cool text message from that particular person. Like, fuck, man. It's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't think of one modern day. I don't really have one. No. Victoria principal. Oh, sure. Sure. hundred percent. Angie Dickinson. I mean, all of those go right in. There you go. None of mine have been updated for 30 years. Oh, I know. Sent, somebody sent us Linda Carter the other day. Yeah. Linda Carter is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Next question. What's the best hall of fame you've been to? Um, San Diego Hall of Champions doesn't count. I mean, for me, I was there two weeks ago. It, it, I love Cooperstown. Cooperstown is great. Yeah, but but they don't have <coughs> excuse me the interactive that you have at the NHL Hall of Fame. <coughs> and the NHL Hall of Fame has moved, excuse me, into an old bank building in downtown Toronto. And so the ground, the grand hall where the Stanley Cup is has this insane high ceiling with stained glass windows. And you don't have anything like that at Cooperstown. Cooperstown, you get the benefit, you know. Never been. been. Oh, shit. Okay. Cooperstown, what I remember is about a three-hour drive from the city. Yeah. Half of it was freeway. And the second half is just driving through all these cool little towns to get there. Yeah. And then you get to Cooperstown and Main Street is all baseball. Yeah. Like the whole street is baseball. And you get in and it's the plaques and incredible history, right? From anybody you can think of, any team you can think of. Incredibly fun. And that's very, very special. But I haven't been there since 95. Hockey Hall of Fame, gosh, I don't know, probably been there seven times, yeah. including two weeks ago. And the interactive, you walk in, Dave, and it's an, an exact replica of the Montreal Canadiens locker room with the actual jerseys and the old school sweaters, like actual yeah. sweaters worn by Andre Richard and, and Boom Boom Jeffrey on and uh the mask from Jacques Plant and all. I mean, it's all there. It's the real things. You can reach up. You can feel it. You can do it. And and just, I don't know, uh, nobody in the NHL would ever describe the Stanley Cup as a piece of tin. Yeah, no kidding. And the one that's at the Grand Hall, I think there's three of them. Yeah. The one at the Grand Hall is not the one that's brought out onto the ice. So that the one at the hall stays all the time. And then there's one that my buddy uh, Phil Pritchard and my buddy Craig Campbell take all around and bring out. And that's the one that travels with the players. But 
I'd love to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I've been to that one a bunch of times. How was that? That one's awesome. That one never I would like to go to that. That one in Canton, Ohio is really, really cool. Yeah, that would be probably pretty great for me. But, yeah. I, I mean, Cooper sounds amazing. So, by the slightest margin, yeah. uh, NHL. But it's very, very close. Yeah, so there's nothing to do in Canton, Ohio. When I was there, there were two high schools. My buddy Matt went to McKinley, which is the football field they played the game on. Yeah. That was his high school field where they played oh, the Hall yeah. of Fame game. And so we had nothing to do as kids. We just go to the Hall of Fame all the time. We used to go in this theater, the Alcola Can't Wait Theater, yeah. where they do fantastic finishes. Yeah. All the Hail Marys, you probably pass out when they throw, show the Drew Pearson one. Yeah, fucking offensive but, pass interference. <laughs> but um, that was... that was Football a, Follies? That, yeah, the Football Follies. They showed all the time. That, that's funny. Did they, you have a thing when you were a kid? We're definitely aging ourselves. But did you have the ability to go to the library? When I was a kid, I mean, little man, seven, eight years old, you could go to the library. I'm just thinking now, can you imagine a seven or eight-year-old kid going to the downtown library? No. No chance. But you would go, and they had all these old, like, super eight-millimeter films, and they had all the NFL films. And there was, like, no audio, but you could give it to the librarian, and they would play football follies. Look at that. And my buddies and I would just go and watch. Like, Is that they're, right? They're all like 30 minutes. And we'd just go and watch and laugh our ass off. We just thought it was the well, funniest funny thing. But, that, but That's funny. Did you guys have that? No, I never did that. I, 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 the library scared the shit out of me. The whole Dewey Decimal System, Microfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a roommate who always never came home. He was always at the library. Then I was like, I was looking for him one time. So I said, I'm going to find him in the library. Yeah. He was looking at like 1968 Playboys. And oh, yeah. Shit. The microfiche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going, oh, yeah. You're dropping, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who hasn't get, done that? Yeah. You know, I won't mention yeah. any names. Yeah, there's a 1-9 GPA always in the library. It's just looking yeah. at porn. Get oh, it oh, together. By the way, I got to make a correction. Because I was told, I told you I was going um, to see Cleveland, Detroit, and Pittsburgh baseball. Yeah. That's in 2025. I'm going mm. to Colorado this year. I'm going to see the oh, Rockies because nice. I've never. It's the last team in the National League West, and I said I've never been to Denver. Denver's great. So th- this year I'm going there. And the other one I messed up was I said uh, Judd had a, a crazy crush on Ryan Gosling. It was Ryan Reynolds. I want to make sure. Yes, that right. that's right. Okay, but, that I remember. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember Ryan Gosling uh, being there. No, it was Ryan Reynolds. I was corrected. Sorry about that's that. That's very funny. All right, so there you go. I apologize for screwing that one up. All right, next question for you: Should Americans have the day off the day yes. after the day after the Super Bowl, or should there be a, and there should be the, a day off on baseball opening day? <laughs> well, because opening day moves all the time, that one's tougher. I have no problem at all with giving people the day after the Super Bowl. Why don't they just move it to Saturday? Well, that'd be great. Makes they the should. most sense. What the fuck are we doing Saturday night? Yeah. I, people are wrecked on the East Coast. Yeah. Have to show up to work. I think that's a great idea. They should. I bet that happens in the future. There you go. All right. Next like question that. for you. Okay. Would, you. would you rather live in Phoenix or Las Vegas? Uh, Vegas. I'm with you. I'd rather live in Las Vegas. But I say that now, but I think Vegas would wear us out a lot faster. Yeah. But I'm a Raider fan. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go watch the Cardinals. I don't give a shit about well, the, the D-backs. It's about the same. Yeah. I mean, the heat is miserable. But I think I would do Vegas over Phoenix. Yeah. I, I would take Vegas. I mean, Ed Graney's done pretty well yeah, back he's not then. living on the Strip. He's fine. Yeah. Like going out to see Danny Gans every night. 
Every night. <laughs> he, he reined it in. Yeah, I'll take Vegas. All right, I love this question. It's the last one of the, sh of the show. I've okay. been waiting for him actually to ask this question. I'm glad he throws it in here. Okay. What's your least favorite freeway in San Diego? Oh. Oh, that's good. I, that's got, I got one right away and jumped right in my head. Dude, the 54 is... Well, you had a bad experience. Yeah, I almost, almost died. died in the 54. Um... You know, we're incredibly, we're pretty lucky. I mean, I don't live down here, so it's driving to work in the morning because I jump on yeah. the five at Balboa. For the most part, I have a pretty straight shot. Um, Got to be the 52. <laughs> 52 is shit. And the idea that nobody in this town <clears throat> can figure out how to fix it at Convoy. Yeah. So we shut it down every year. It's like that goddamn thing in Fashion Valley. We shut it down every year for four days. And then you go, oh, this is great. They fixed it. And for six months, you're driving fine. And then the clock changes, so you can't see anything. And then you're like Luke Duke just goddamn flying over the sinkhole because it dropped again. I'll yeah. say the 52, especially the 52 eastbound. There are two of them that stand up my mind that I, I hate both of them. Okay. The 78 is the strangest stretch I 78 think of all time. is very weird, yeah. It is. I don't know what the fuck's going on Which way are you there. talking? Are you talking about from like Vista into like the 15? Yeah, no, I'm talking, go, if you're going from, from like, um, yeah, going from the 15 to the 5 towards that direction. Oh, that's funny. I don't okay. mind it going westbound. Coming eastbound is a fucking joke. Dude, I'm not joking. I, it count for me, but I think I'm right. There are six Chuck E. Cheeses in that stretch. I've never looked, but what that, the it fuck wouldn't is shock me. What's yeah. going on over there? They're all I crazy know is, about Chuck E. Cheese. All I know is when you jump on eastbound, because I've done that, you can jump on eastbound from like Sycamore, because that's not far from Upper Deck. And you literally don't move for half an hour. And then you get to the 15, north or south, yeah. and the 15's flying. Yeah. I like the 15's back no, you're up. You're 100% right. It's well, all fucked up. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? All right. Here, here's the one, though, number one for me. It's, okay. If you're ever on this freeway, and I'm telling you, if you're ever going to see a ghost, you're going to see it on this freeway. On the 905? The 76. You ever oh, get on the 76? Shit. Get on the 76 at night, you're going to scare the fuck out of yourself. Uh, like Bonzel? Yeah, dude, it is one of those where you get on by accident. Yeah. Oh, fuck, we got on the 76. How soon do we make it to something we recognize You're again? right. I was, God, I haven't been on the 76. It's always an accident. No one gets on the yeah. 76 on purpose. There's no, yeah, like Boo Ridley's <laughs> just waiting with his pitchfork. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I'm not right? exaggerating. It is a scary road. Yeah. Didn't Mark to live off the 76? Of course he did. Out there in like Palma Valley? Um, but yeah, like if you're coming down the 15, yeah, <coughs> and you're like, hey, we'll get off the 76 because on purpose, <laughs> right? <laughs> I remember we did it with my boys, and they they had to be like eight or ten, and I was like, hey, we'll just take this, we'll go a different way, we'll cut over to the five, yeah, and maybe there's somewhere fun to jump off for dinner. And you're right. That felt like, dude, that felt like you were in a Stephen King yeah. novel. 100%. And you're, the whole time in your mind, you're thinking, when is the five coming up? Yeah. Like, it, it, like you start to panic a little bit. Yeah. And when are the zombies going to throw yeah. the spike strip out <laughs> and eat Cade? If there's ever any time where you drive and you freak yourself out and thinking, what if there's someone in the back seat that's going to strangle me while I'm driving? That's yeah. the road. 
That's a good one. I I've probably the entire time <laughs> I've lived pass here, it like a week, you're gonna go, oh fuck, there it is. I'm not taking that shit. <laughs> Uh, I think in my entire time living here, I bet I haven't been on the 76 like three times. I went to, I had, I'm to, with work, you. <laughs> I had to work a, a fight in Hemet. Yeah. Dude, that's where you start going. What goddamn year is it in Hemet? Like, and what are in those barrels? Right? Like... Like, we won't mention, uh, there's just people that keep things in barrels that are like, what the fuck are in that barrel? <laughs> I won't say anything because it freaks Dave out every time. But, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good one. I, yeah. I don't ride that enough to, to think no, of it. But, yeah, I, I would agree it. with you. That's a creepy one. I don't recommend it. All right, we're going to be back on Wednesday? Yeah, we'll see you Wednesday if we're still alive. All right.